Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Search Podcast. I'm Elliot Manning, the Managing Director of Cayman Recruitment. We are based out in the UK and US. Enjoy this week's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Search Podcast. I'm Elliot Manning. Uh, This week, I've got uh, Dan Dawson joining me from HRS. Um, Dan has been in recruitment for a long time, 20 years, I think it is, Dan. But um, I think you'll be best to introduce yourself to to everyone listening, who you are, what you do, where you're at, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, great. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, Elliot. Yeah. Um, My name's Dan Dawson, as you said. been in recruitment for probably yeah way too long now I guess um 20 plus years predominantly in technology um yep. so started my career in in Bristol worked for a few businesses in Bristol uh, yep. in term contingent recruitment yeah um and made my my life and family and, and and generally my recruitment career in Bristol um yep. wasn't until last year really when uh COVID hit lockdown hit a lot of challenges um the business I worked for at the time um, decided to look at sort of rationalising that business and reducing it down in headcount. Yeah. Um, and so unfortunately, I was one of many um, that was made redundant. Yeah. Um, and I guess at that time, it, it kind of gave me a good few months to sort of think about what it was that I wanted to do um, longer term. Um, yeah. Bristol, although Bristol's a lovely city, it is actually quite a small place. So we we decided that options were going to be limited we had family that lived in in London yeah um and then I got talking to Ricky Martin who I've I've known for coming up to four years now I met at a, an elite leaders event a okay. networking event that uh, John O'Sullivan runs uh, up here in London yeah um and Ricky and I just got s- sort of chatting and it was fortuitous timing um where his office in Loughton is is close to where my family live or my, my wife's family so we decided that we would take the plunge and relocate. Um, yeah. So we moved lock, stock and barrel up to London. Yeah. Um, never buy and sell houses in a pandemic. Uh, yeah. It's never the most straightforward. Oh, no, I can imagine. Yeah. So we, um, we, we bought and sold. Um, I came up here in the August and joined HRS August last year. Cool. Um, my family was still living in Bristol because we hadn't been able to sell the house quick enough. Yeah. So I was here in the week and then back home at weekends with the kids. And then eventually we managed to get everybody up and we moved into our house here in Essex in November. Of this Lovely. Year. So Brilliant. We've, we've, we've been here ever since um, and transitioning from technology to life sciences. Yeah, we'll come into that. Definitely. Um, I'm keen to know. So over the years uh, of being probably in technology recruitment and, you know, if we kind of rewind back to, 2008 recession having worked in recruitment then so then i suppose working in 2020 global pandemic what was more challenging for you (laughs) so i i think in in a way there was still a lot happening in technology there was still plenty of projects there was still a strong retail business that needed e-com and needed um the support of tech to drive its projects forward so Technology felt in 2008 almost yeah. recession-proof, and, and we continued on. Yes, there were uh, there were slowdowns, but there was still enough business for 
tech recruiters to carry on and, and, and push on through what was a really challenging time for lots yeah, of other of sectors. If you fast forward to 2020, um, retail was going backwards at a rate of knots anyway. So lots of tech projects had slowed down across that piece. Um, the business I worked for had a retail recruitment element to it and that had pretty much slowed up by that point yeah um and yeah 2020 was i still remember february january february time people saying everything will be all right there's a there's a there's a there's a, an epidemic in a country many many miles away it won't touch us it will it'll be fine having a conversation on a monday early march time to then a day later yeah right we're all we're all working from home and that massive transition very very quickly from yeah. what was in the office to now being at home um and then very quickly realizing that this is going to go on for quite some time um and businesses then make it having to make some really quick negative fiscal decisions perhaps around what is it that we're going to do next so um oh yeah didn't scratch the surface really for me and oh, business fine good and 2020 um yes what are we going to do now this looks like it's going to hurt um and and for me personally yeah re certainly reevaluating um yep. what it was that i wanted to do longer term i guess really i mean this goes on to a, a a question of i mean obviously you started a bit a little bit kind of later down the line of 2020 to, to the role that you're in now yeah. um how did you transition into the remote flexible working management style that you mm. probably or potentially hadn't been used to over the years of you know being in recruitment as much as you have been more so now um did you have to take any i mean i don't know the answers such you can tell me but was it like any courses you had to take did you have to go to loads of seminars webinars learning or did you just yeah. kind of you know i suppose figure it out as you went but I, I guess I've been quite lucky over the years that the, the role that I had when I was uh, working back with re-technology was, was managing multiple offices remotely. So the, the, there's always been that in the background for me personally, where I've had to manage people through phone or uh, lack of contact. So yeah, there was some experience there anyway. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I think like many, you've we've become comfortable dealing with zoom and teams and spending an inordinate amount of time on on both yeah um and using that tool as a way to ensure that um we're touching base with people perhaps as regularly um sure. as we as we would have done maybe in an office so i think yeah previous experiences have helped and, and remote managing people previously has definitely helped me personally yeah um i certainly didn't lean on any, any courses this time around i, I think it's been because I've been new to the business, I've had to spend a lot of time getting to know people anyway. So I, sure. I guess I've afforded more time to try and do that yeah. Um, yeah. via yeah via Teams and, and Zoom, I guess. Brilliant. That's the first time I've had anyone on here that's kind of had the exposure and the experience previously to be able to kind of manage and get through, you know, a remote setup as, as much yeah. as what you've just mentioned. Um how did you from a you know from those listening in that are looking to get into kind of a, a management function um or currently in it that are managing and working from a remote aspect you know what do you find the most challenging uh you know about it is there something that you really try to come to terms with that it's you know you're you know can't get over or is it something that yeah you, you find I, easy? I, I, no I, I think for me it's 
you want to make sure it's trying to get the balance between calling and, and talking to people too much versus yep. leaving them on their own for too long and, and trying to find, as I say, that balance between what's right and, and what's overkill, I think is you can only really work out by having the conversations with people and just really trying to empathise and understand where they are as individuals. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, for me personally, it's, yeah, it's getting that balance right between micromanaging and pestering or, or leaving people on their own for too long. So I, I've always tried to, you know, set the week up and, and talk to people early part of the week um, and then diarise a few calls in towards the latter stage to see how the week's gone. But um, let people get on with it. And I think that's that's difficult to do when you everybody's feeling the pressure of, of course, um, you know, having to try and hit numbers remotely. Yeah, no, understood. And I agree with you as well. Um, the difference of working in technology recruitment, which was your whole past and background to, to switch over to the life science, you know, space. How was that yeah. for you? <laughs> it's an ongoing challenge. Yes. Of um, I, um, what I wanted to do when I got here was, was almost go back to, to sort of my resourcing days when I really first started in, in recruitment and, and, start working on vacancies so i have actually uh, resourced myself since i've been here at hrs yeah um, I've, I've made placements uh for for some of our permanent clients um and that was something that both ricky and i agreed early on was something that would be of benefit to me to understand our market to understand our clients um to understand the nuances of the different types of life science uh vacancies that we recruit for so um yeah, it's like going back to school. Um, yeah. It's been been a breath of fresh air in some ways. I've, I've enjoyed getting to grips with a new sector. Um, and it's it's certainly reinvigorated my uh, interest and passion in for recruitment. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed that candidate contact again. It, it'd been I'm not going to lie. It'd been a good few years since I'd actually worked a vacancy. And I'm yeah. sure some of my old colleagues, when they perhaps watch this, will, will chuckle to themselves. Um, but no, I've enjoyed it, I, I, and I think it's been it's been invaluable trying to understand the market. It, it is extremely helpful to be working alongside somebody like Ricky, who's been in the in, in life sciences for as long as he has. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and I can certainly I'm able to dip into his experience and ask questions regularly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm still recruiting. I'm still resourcing today. I love that. Yeah. My, my afternoon will be. I have a vacancy that we we have that I. I want to get involved in what well, I've taken ownership of. So this afternoon yeah, I'll, be, I'll be on LinkedIn recruiter. Uh, I'm trying back to it. Back to it, trying to find people. No, I love that, Dan. And do you know what? I have haven't done rhetoric for a long time, spoken to a lot of managers, directors, you know, really senior people that are looking to transition into other areas. The one thing they've never mentioned and something, you know, they should take some advice from, you know, from you is if they're looking to change over to markets, but they've got all of the background or foundation around management and leadership, but uh, again, potentially looking for like a tech, you know, from a tech market to finance or life sciences, whatever it may well be, go mm. back to basics and get back on the on the tools and resource and learn the market from, you know, top to bottom to understand exactly what you're managing and what the, the recruiters are dealing with on a day to day are doing so that you can relate a lot more. A lot of people, unfortunately, in, uh, in the management world, um, in some cases, 
I suppose, actually, I'll take that back. Not everybody. Um, they think that management is management. Doesn't matter. Recruitment's recruitment. But, you know, there's a difference between how you've done it and gone about it to, to most others, which I absolutely love and think that is, you know, exceptional. Um, you know, and anyone coming into work under your guidance, you know, having looked at your background, you could probably outbuild them and know exactly what to do to help them and guide them. And there's so many elements there, which is, uh, you know, very positive. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Look, I mean, I, I, it, it's, I, it was important to me personally and, and certainly for us to be able to demonstrate to the rest of the business that we um, Fantastic. all take an active, active part in trying to find, you know, new people for life sciences and, and change lives by hiring the right kind of people. Yeah, no, brilliant. Fine. So moving on to where you are now, what's the plans with the business? What's going on over there? Um, yeah, I, sure. Uh, you know, we've been working with you guys a while. I see a lot of development, a lot of, you know, fun activities. I follow Ricky on social media. <laughs> so I see everything that goes on in the office and the games yeah. and, you know, this, the culture looks phenomenal. What's, what, what, you know, where are you guys at? What's happening? Yeah, so I, I think for us, um, as, as you will know, as, as we keep pestering you, yeah. Um, we, we, we are we are looking for people right now. Um, we are looking to expand all of our teams currently across both perm and contract. Um, Loughton will be and will continue to be the hub of the business. Um, yeah. We obviously have other offices elsewhere, but predominantly Loughton will be the hub for us. Um, we are going on a journey, I guess, and that sounds a bit twee, I know, but I certainly think from the next three years, the plan is to, to double in headcount and push on from where we are currently um, yeah. to get closer to that 100 headcount figure yeah. over the next three years. Um, we will be moving into Europe this year, so we're looking to sort of uh, develop our European offering. Um, and we're looking for people to come and, and join us on that journey. You know, we, okay. we've, we've started taking talent acquisition more seriously now, so we, we have hired our own talent acquisition manager, which I think will Brilliant. help us with that. Um, we're still going to partner with R2Rs because we know that we need the support of, yeah, of, of people like yourselves um, to find us that experience. But I think, yeah, look, it's, it's an exciting time to join. We're, we're well positioned in the, in, in the marketplace. The brand is strong. I think Hyper is well known in that life sciences market space that we can, we can really push on and um, develop that over the next few years. What do you guys look for in, in your recruiters? And, you know, for those listening in that are in recruitment, you know, it's not like they have to come into your business with life sciences experience and have that, have that added value, which obviously, yeah, is a big bonus because yeah. they can leverage off of their existing knowledge and market. But ultimately, you know, there's, there's other areas that you guys are quite open to, right? Yeah, massively. I mean, well, look, you know, as, as we've just touched on, uh, my background is tech and, and I think that um, lends itself well to life sciences just because there is a, a strong level of, verticalization across our desks but also having that um, understanding of, of how tech fits together so certainly technology is one area I think professional services lends itself well to life sciences you know we've we've hired people from accountancy and finance we've hired people from risk and governance that I, I think there are lots of different markets um, we aren't solely focused on trying to find life sciences recruiters for our life sciences business I, I think yes that would be lovely but we're also very realistic that those kind of people don't grow on trees at the moment no. um, and so we, we we're looking for people that want to come and join yes what is a fun business and Ricky does make it that it is fun um, that want to 
come with us on what will be an exciting next development within the business um, and there will be opportunity for people across all avenues of that you know we are some of the managers that we have that have joined us four or five years ago joined us as graduates so they've yeah. come through and they've they've now run in their own team so again yeah we'll take people from different sectors when we recognize that there's strengths yeah. um, and then we develop them into strong billers that hopefully have that career longevity that can then move into more senior positions so those coming in say you get a recruiter for example that's got a couple of years in tech you know you know for example do they go back to basics like you know you have done yourself do they is there an external trainer that comes in is it more of a case of hands-on management training how do you develop them into where they need to get to in your market yeah sure so um We've, we've grown, historically, we've grown organically through graduate recruitment and we've taken people with a science degree and have then skilled them up in becoming um, solid level recruiters. So I, I, just over 65% of our business holds a science degree. So there's a great deal of knowledge in the business already in terms of science. So we, we lean quite heavily on that. Yep. Um, we also utilise two or three different uh, external training programs to support and underpin people's learning as they go through their journey with us um, so different avenues yeah so um, manager support graduate knowledge in the business yep. external trainers that support and, and give additional knowledge to people as they as they journey through with us um, okay but nothing beats picking up the phone and talking to a candidate and asking them about their um, skills and experience and learning that way as well. So I Definitely. think we, we, we advocate all of those. Okay. And are you guys set up um, in office at the moment? How have you guys adapted to the new ways of working? I think that's kind of my, my final real question to you is, you know, how do you see the market changing, whether it's for you guys or just in general with your experience yeah. over the next 12 months? Sure. So I mean, we've been, as you can imagine, being a life sciences business, we're acutely aware of COVID and, and the impacts it has. Sure. So We've been um, very sensitive to returning in back into the office. We are now back. Yeah. Um, we're on a, a rotation, so not all of the teams are in at any one, any one stage. We're lucky enough that the office in Loughton is big enough that we can socially distance and do that well. Yeah. Um, but currently we are operating a three and two, so three days in, two days home. Um, there's still a lot of discussion at the moment as to whether or not it will remain three two or whether it, we will go back to a four one. Uh, yeah. I, I certainly can't see us being back in the office five days a week. No, of course, yeah. I, I, I think that there's there's a balance to be struck between three and two and four and one. Sure. Um, we're a sales office. We work better when we're together, um, and, and I think that's something that we're acutely aware of. But I think. We are lucky we have all of the systems in place and all of the tech that we can support people working from home and, and do that from day one. Um, so, yeah, in answer to your question, currently three, two. We'll see where we are in a couple of months' I'm time. A bit like so. everybody's trying to just figure out what they want and do and how it's going to Completely. work for them moving forward. Um, Completely. Big topic, based on literally something you just mentioned, um, big topic I've seen recently and something that I've been, uh, you know, going through a lot with a lot of business owners and business directors is do you think that it's easy to train and develop talent working remotely or better in office so that's a really interesting question and um yeah it's it's something that a lot of people are talking about at the moment. yeah I, I think i was on an elite leaders call last week and 
some of the conversation was with people working remotely, you have their attention completely and you have a direct line into them permanently almost. So that, that training and that one-on-one -on -one time is very, very much focused around just talking to the individual. So, um, and you can set tasks and there is no distraction so they can just get on and get the job done. Um, so I think being at home definitely helps uh, and being remote will help with that, that early stage. But again, I, I, nothing beats being in an office and celebrating success together of course. and, and um, that camaraderie that comes with uh, people working in teams. And I, I still think sales is a team sport. Yep. Um, and so I think, yeah, nothing, nothing's better than celebrating <laughs> that deal with, with others or being motivated by others. Yeah, around of course. You. So I, I think, I think you know if I could sit on the fence, I'd say it's a blend. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's we're definitely seeing benefit from people being at home um, sure. and having that one-on-one -on -one action uh, or interaction. Sorry, but I think yeah, being in an office, I don't think there's anything that beats that. No, it's a tough one, and I, 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 in my opinion, I think that you know the development side of things can be easily managed remotely, and as you said, be more direct. Whereas nothing beats a good culture learning off of the people around you, enjoying the, the successes with people around you, even the defeats of people around you, you know, nothing beats that. And again, having seen this with, you know, tons of recruitment companies recently, I think their answer is the same as, you know, same, same as yours. Um, yeah. But um, Dan, I really, really appreciate everything um, you've gone through with me. It's no been um, great to get to know you. Um, it's been great to get to know the business more. Um, I, I think this has definitely opened up a lot of, um, yeah, this will open up a lot of doors in terms of recruiters that are, are, are trying to understand how they can get into life sciences, but having sure. looked at your background and what you've and how you've managed to achieve and develop, you know, your success in the business is, uh, is going to be quite new to them, which that, you know, I'll be sharing and pushing out a lot more of it. Um, yeah. But if anyone's got any questions that's listening to this, please reach out to Dan directly. I'll be putting his contact details uh, with all the content posted out for this podcast. If you've got any other questions, let me know um, and I'll redirect that over to, you know, to the guys, at, you know, HRS. And um, if, uh, if there's anything else, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do the best I can to help. But Dan, other than, other than that, appreciate your time. Brilliant. And, um, Thank you. I'm sure we'll speak very soon. Lovely. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Elliot. No problem. You take care. Take care. Cheers, man. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Search Podcast. Uh, this week, I have